It's a lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Day one. It's a day one of the lockdown. Um, day one of lockdown, and um, I'm not coping, even though it's been less than 24 hours. So I promised you guys I would do 10 minute episodes every day in lockdown. Today's day one. I was supposed to start on Tuesday, but I actually ended up changing my flight to spend some time with someone in Sydney because I thought, why am I rushing back to a two week hotel lockdown? So what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is basically the lockdown process. What happens? What happened to me? Um, I had a little bit of a fight with a cop last night. So that's exciting, ACAB. Um, and yeah, let me let me give you the rundown. So what I'm going to do every day is answer a question or if you guys give me a topic, I'll rant about the topic for about 10 minutes, you know, as long as I feel like it. Mainly, honestly, to keep me sane so I have something to do every day that isn't just practicing the wet ass pussy dance. Um, and so that I am held accountable by you guys and can tell you guys what I'm doing and kind of have my own little therapy session. So, um, like I said, I end up coming in a day late to Brisbane and I am happy that I spent that extra day in Sydney because I had an amazing day um, with people that I love and now I am locked in a room. So got on the plane at Sydney Airport. It was so eerie. I mean, I've actually flown a little bit during um, this lockdown. I, I flew down before the borders closed and it was still eerie then because um, I had to do something in Sydney for work and that's why I was in um, Sydney. So I flew down before the borders closed and I couldn't get back to the airport in time before the borders closed. So they closed on a Saturday and then I would have finished this thing at like five o'clock on a Friday and at midnight the borders closed and I couldn't get to the airport back in time for the last flight because there are like no flights right now. So I thought I'll just stay in Sydney for two weeks. So I stayed in Sydney for a fortnight and uh, it was great. I love Sydney. I love being there. Um, I have lots and lots of friends there. I got to see Christabel. I got to see Simon, as you heard on the last episode. I got to see um, Danny again. Um, yeah, it was great. So... When I was coming back, it was extra eerie. There's literally no one at the airport. Half the lights aren't even on. It's fucking, it's so strange. And it kind of hits you when you go into the um, airport that this isn't a usual time. Um, it's so quiet in there that I, at one point, there was an overhead speaker and it just said, welcome to Sydney airport. And I literally st- I was like, fuck, out loud, because I was the only person in the hall, big long hallway at the Qantas, um, the Qantas uh, terminal. Anyway, on the flight back, everyone's social distancing. It's good, whatever, chill, hour flight back. As we all know, the quickest flight in the history of the world. And um, you land in Brisbane. And this is when things get a bit weird, obviously. Get off the flight. There's, you know, army men there, army people there. There are... Police officers, there are people from fire and rescue. I think there's like SES people as well. don't really know. Um, and you walk down, you give them your pass because you have to just get an online pass saying where you live, saying when you intend to stay if you, um, um, you know, are beyond quarantine. 
where you live, your deal, what's your deal? The police officers were quite nice. Um, and then I went and sat down with a woman socially distanced, masks on obviously, and we, you know, she was going to the same hotel as I was, which is a very nice hotel in Brisbane. I've heard a few horror stories about the Brisbane ones because Brisbane is a thing. I love Brisbane. But here's the thing, Brisneyland. We have I'm gonna go with five nice hotels. Five. Uh the rest are three star, and then we've got a lot of motels. So thank God I got put up in I think it's like a four and a half star hotel. It's pretty bougie. I'm not gonna sit here and latch here. It's pretty bougie. I have two beds. But you know, so I was happy with the fact that I got this hotel. Then um this is when the drama happens. So walking down to get our bags and I see paparazzo. And for those of you who aren't in the podcast group yesterday, so the day this happened, um, I got papped trying on lingerie in um, a lingerie store. And it's not the lingerie store's fault, so I'm not going to say who it is, but I was buying some really nice lingerie. I wanted something once for me that was just for me, that I wasn't going to post on Instagram that, you know, I just didn't want to tell anyone that I had except for the person that I was well, for me and the person that I was um, going to be, I guess, using it with um, or that I, the person that I wanted to know that I was getting it um, and like send little photos to. And the paparazzo took a photo of me um, like I don't know how to explain it. The front shop window is completely glass and he was outside and the shop assistant was helping me like with like garters and the G string and like, cause it's all adjustable, this set that I got. And she was adjusting it to my ass size. And I had a G string underneath obviously, cause I was trying on lingerie, but I was essentially like naked in like in fucking lingerie. And um, I got a photo taken of me. And while obviously I'm used to getting photos taken of me, not that often, I'm not Britney Spears. Like it does happen though when things are, you know, when things are, heating up, whether it's about a TV show or there's some drama that I'm involved in or whatever, I'll get papped, whatever, or if it's lockdown or, you know, <clears throat> they can sell my photos for something during certain points. Now, I understand that that's what comes of being a kind of a public figure or whatever I am, but it's very um, disheartening to know that someone took a photo of me in my lingerie and that it isn't the fact that I was seen in a little clothing because I've on my Instagram, I've been in bikinis that are smaller than what I was wearing, you know. It's more about that I wanted something for me and I want something just to like have just as like a private little secret thing and now that was kind of taken away from me. But alas, so that was why I was kind of already on edge about paparazzi that day. I was already not in the mood. I get off the flight, go down to the baggage area and there's another paparazzo who is known around Brisbane and he's an absolute nightmare. Um... I just, he follows me like when it was full lockdown in Brisbane, when you could walk for an hour a day or whatever it was, when you're allowed to walk by yourself only, he would follow me my walks. Like I had not a minute of like peace. Um, But, you know, that's okay. So he's there and I'm like, Nathan, get the fuck away from me. Like I was like, I was like, not right now. I'm not in the fucking mood. Like I just started not yelling, but like that, like stern, loud voice. And I have a loud voice anyway. Whoopsie. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? 
like, get the fuck away from me. I'm not in the fucking mood, dude. Please don't take photos of me right now because it just been off, off a flight. It's very scary when you're landing and you have to talk about coronavirus and COVID and it's all very surreal and I just wasn't in the fucking mood as well. I just don't want fucking take, people to take photos of me. There are about 10 army officers, five police officers. There are all these people there and they're just staring at me and a cop says to me, a male fucking cop says to me, what's your language, man? And I was like, why? And he was like, just watch your language. And I was like, but there's someone in here taking photos of me. Can you not just tell him? Can you stop taking photos of her? Why am I the person getting into trouble for calling someone out for taking photos of me? And he's, there are children around. And I said, isn't it more worrying the children getting photos taken of them than me swearing around the children? There, there's we're in, a, we're in a pack, like all these people. The kids are probably in the photos. Would the parents want the kids to hear a swear word or the kids to have photos taken of them? If I had to smile and keep walking, the kids get published in the fucking Daily Mail. So what would you fucking rather? I'm so mad again. Oh, my God, this idiot police officer. And he's like, I was like, you're standing around. You're doing nothing. Can you just turn around and say to him, hey, can you please not take photos of them right now? He's like, well, we're not doing nothing. I'm like, yeah, you're doing a job, whatever, but you still are not actually doing anything. You're not busy. Just turn around, one of you, one of the 10 army, half the fucking army is in this airport for 15 passengers. Turn around and say, hey, mate, can you stop for a moment? She's obviously distressed. But no, we didn't want a hysterical woman to be yelling at a man for doing the wrong thing. I understand that um, airports are public places and they're allowed to. They're legally allowed to, but morally... I've had cops so many times. I said to him, I said, if he was my ex-boyfriend and he came into the airport and followed me everywhere I fucking went, that would be a stalker. So because you think it's fine because I've quote unquote, because I've like chosen to do what I do, which I'm not fucking Britney Spears. Again, I shouldn't be, no one, who cares what I'm doing? Who cares? Um, you think it's, I just need to be quiet and get over it and move on. When it's actually, it's genuinely distressing having an adult man taking photos of me everywhere that I go, particularly when I get death threats. So that was that. And then eventually a female officer, we love you. Um, I think she was in the army. She went and I talked to him. So all it took was for someone to go and tell him not to do it as I was right. And then the male officer came into my bags, me, the one that I was yelling at because I think he felt embarrassed slash bad. Um, but that was that. And I got to the Western, I checked in, and I've had disgusting food so far. I've had, um, what did I get last night? Oh, they gave us some cup of noodles last night for dinner. Keep in mind, we're paying $3,000 for this. Um, so a cup of noodles for dinner last night. I got um, oh. Baked beans with like a frittata. I hate baked beans. But you know what? Like it's not bad food. It just happens to be things that I don't like. For lunch I was a tuna sandwich. And everything comes with chips, like endless amounts of crisps. I'm just like, what? What's going on? The fuck? Um, What else is happening? Oh, I'm learning the WAP dance. I'm posting on my Instagram. I'm truly sending it. And I've got a lot of work to do. So this was the first one that isn't going to be, you know, I just want to give us a rundown of what's going on, what's been happening in case one of you is going into quarantine. Um, and yeah, I have, I have a lot to do, you know, I have things going on, but I'd prefer not to do them. I'd prefer just watch Netflix for the next two weeks. So 
If you would like me to answer a question, if you have a topic that you'd like me to talk about, you can either comment on the thread of this episode that I'll put in the um, podcast group or you can email me at itsalotpod at gmail.com. Love you all. Tomorrow will be another 10-minute episode. Bye, guys. It's a lockdown, isn't it? ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them, and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope Mm -hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird in the oven. Doritos. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes so subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram and we'll have all the updates there. A-Cast, 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 A-Cast recommends. recommends.